Hello, hello, and welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I am your host, Paola Rosser, and this week, I am your guest. Yeah, so I just recently posted a TikTok about how the number one thing about new podcasts is you must be consistent. And yeah, I kind of dropped the ball this week. My editor messaged me and said, hey, who's up for Monday? And I had no one in the Dropbox. So yeah, I am running low on guests. So if you are a fearless female and you are watching this on YouTube, or if you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you know somebody who is a fearless female or you want to be on the show, please make sure to send me a message. Either leave a comment, DM me, um, or send an email to team at fearlessfemale.com and we'll get you on the show. We'll send you all the information on how you can get on the show. All right. I would have, I would really love a live guest. So if you're in Southern California and you want to be on the show, hit me up. Let's do a live show because I, not a live, but you know, in, in studio, I haven't had an in-studio guest in a really long time. Well, I don't have a studio anymore. This is my office, but it's okay. You would want to, you would want to be in here. It's really cozy and fun and we can have a great conversation. All right, so let's get to today's topic. We're going to talk about the seven ways to improve your life. These are my life coach tips, and this is something that I really wanted to share with people because I get a lot of people who message me either on TikTok or Instagram, and they say, what can I do? I just went through a really bad breakup, or I'm going through a divorce, or I just got laid off. How can I improve my life? I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. I feel like I'm in a black hole. I'm severely depressed. How do I get get out of this funk. And so I decided to do a list of seven things that I feel are super important to improve your life. It's it's a Kickstarter to get yourself back into um, life and into the light and out of the darkness. Get yourself back to feeling alive again and feeling happy and joyful and hopeful for a future. So let's go, let's get started. So the first one is set clear goals. Now, I know this is going to be hard, especially if you are divorcing or going through a bad breakup or you just got fired. It's kind of hard to think about goals, right? It's kind of hard to think about what you want in the future because you're really stuck in this um, darkness, in this pain, in this sorrow, in this depression. Well, first of all, I want to tell you your feelings are valid and that the emotions that you're going through, you have to feel them. You have to go through it in order to get over it. Don't stuff them down. Don't try to uh, pretend that it doesn't hurt. Um, really take the time to grieve the process. So grieving either the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of what you believed was going to happen. I just recently watched that um, Hulu documentary, if you haven't watched it, it's called Betrayal. No, yeah. It's called Betrayal. No, the podcast is called Betrayal. But the Hulu documentary was like My Perfect Husband. And she found out um, by searching through his Facebook that he was, well, actually, she came home and he was getting arrested. And then she found out through his Facebook that he was having multiple affairs with multiple women, including his own young students. And it was a huge betrayal, thus the name of the podcast. And and, you know, she was talking about her darkness. And as I'm watching the three episode 
special on Hulu, I was like, I remember what it felt like to be cheated on. Um, I remember what it felt like to be broken up with. I remember you do have to go through the grieving pain of what you believed that relationship was going to be like, what, you know, you, what you believe that person was like, you know, she talks about in the documentary about how she mourned the person she believed was her husband. And now that the veil had been lifted, it's like, it's a whole new person. And sometimes it's even harder to go through a breakup with somebody who's cheated on you or betrayed you in a really deep hurting way, um, than actually losing them to death because you still have to like, figure out how to process all this new information about a person you thought you knew everything about. And so, yeah, it's hard to go through those transitional changes in life. Like life is, one thing about life is it's always going to guarantee there's going to be a change. Whether it's positive or negative, it's going to be a change. And humans don't like change. So in that process of you grieving the loss of what you thought your life was going to be like, whether it was in your career or with um, a certain man or woman or whether you had a great friendship with this female and all of a sudden, you know, sometimes those friendship breakups, those hurt the most. So if you are going through something like that, feel the feelings first. Like give yourself time to really grieve. And there is no time limit, okay? Give yourself time to really grieve, to feel the emotions. But when you're starting to feel like, okay, I've had enough, I've had enough. Like I don't want to sit on this couch all day long. I don't want to cry and listen to, you know, Celine Dion or Adele anymore. I'm tired of listening to these breakup songs. I, I want to do something different. And you don't know what you should do. Number one, set clear goals. Get out a piece of paper, a notebook, a journal, write down 30, 60, 90, and then write down goals that you want to achieve in your life. And it doesn't have to be just business or career goals. Think about your health. What kind of health goals do you want to achieve? Um, what kind of, um, I wrote down wealth goals, like how much money do you want to make? How much money do you want to save? How much money do you want to spend? Write down relationship goals. Like, is there someone that you want to have a relationship with? Um, do you want to improve your relationship with your parents or your siblings or whatever? Um, what kind of, if you're going through a breakup, what kind of relationship do you want next? Like, I know it's kind of hard to think about, especially when you're going through a dark breakup or a divorce, it's kind of hard to think of what do I want for my next relationship? But you should. You should start thinking, okay, what did that teach me? I It taught me that I, you know, for example, me, my last uh, relationship before my husband, he cheated on me. And I wanted to think, I wanted to just give up on men, honestly. That was my first initial reaction. Just give up on men. I never want to be with another man again. I just, all men are cheaters. And, you know, I started eventually after a year-long sobriety, <laughs> um, which was one of my health goals, was to just stop drinking alcohol for an entire year. After my year-long sobriety, I started to feel like there could be a possibility that I could love again. And when I started to feel that again, like I said, it's you don't have to do it two months or three months or four months after the breakup. Take your time to really feel the emotions and to process everything that you went through. And then when you feel ready, then you can start making the list of what you want in a future relationship. And that's what I did. I took an entire year off. I was completely sober. And after a year of processing the emotions and feeling like I was, I was uh, healthy and mentally available for a new relationship, I started making a list of the things that I wanted in my future relationship. So 
make your list of your goals, 30, 60, 90 day goals. You could even do yearly goals or five years goals or 10 year goals. It's awesome if you could do a vision board. Um, Canva, if you don't know, Canva is a um, online software that you can design things. I recently did a uh, Canva design of a vision board that I could see on my phone so that I could see it every single day because I've, I've done in the past vision boards where it's an actual board hanging in my office. And I think to myself, well, I'm only in my office, you know, once or twice a day. Sometimes I'm not there at all because I take long vacations. And I realized like I need something that's with me all the time. So I made a vision board on Canva so that I could see it. And I put it on as my screensaver on my phone. So you can do that. Um, you can also Canva, you can make it into a poster board and actually put it into like a file and send it to FedEx or um, Staples and they could print it for you. So you don't have to take the time to go find magazines. I mean, it's crazy because the last time I did a uh, real vision board, I bought all these magazines and they were expensive. They were expensive. I think I spent over $25 or $40 on magazines just to, so I could make a vision board. So if you want to skip that and just create it on Canva, um, you can. I believe it's a free if you want to upgrade it, but it's free to use. But then you could create your own vision board and then print it and send it to, you know, Staples or FedEx for them to print it. And you can put it in your office, in your closet, somewhere where you could see it so that you can have that visualization of these goals that you want to attain, whether it's a new house, a new car, if you can see yourself being a, a writer or an artist or someone who plays the guitar. But it'll help you get those, like, that vision and that feeling and that energy to switch from feeling like I'm worthless, nobody loves me, and life sucks to, hey, there's a possibility that my life can change and these are the things that I want. And you're telling the universe, like, I'm ready for change. Number two, so number one was set clear goals and make a vision board. Number two, <laughs> it's going to be guy go. I want you to remember this, guy go. Garbage in, garbage out or good in, good out. So I really want you to pay attention to what you're allowing into your mind. When we go through these like transitional changes in our life, we tend to be very depressed and sad. And so we listen to a lot of Adele, or we listen to Celine Dion, or we're crying, or we're watching breakup movies, and it's just reiterating the fact that life sucks, right? But if you start to protect your mind, and you start to think, well, whatever I'm allowing in, I am you know, exuding out. So if you start to allow that stuff in, then you start to get more angry and more pissed off. Like when I was watching that documentary of the betrayal, I was getting really riled up and really angry about my ex-boyfriend and the things that he did and not just him, but all the men that cheated on me. And, and I was like, God, I need to stop watching this because the whole time I'm looking at my husband, like I would kill you. I would kill you. <laughs> right. You get these like negative feelings. It stirs something up in you. So I, immediately turned it off. I started washing the dishes. I was listening to Marissa Peer and I was listening to something more 
productive. So think about what you're allowing into your brain. So I tell my clients, wake up, turn on some motivational YouTube videos, listen to something that's going to stimulate your mind, that's going to make you feel good, empowered, it's going to make you feel fearless, listen to this podcast, listen to things that are going to make you feel alive again, even create a playlist of songs that make you feel like you're on top of the world. If you think about it, when a fighter comes into the ring at the UFC or, you know, a boxing ring, they play a song as he's walking out. It gives them that feeling of strength and I'm strong and I can win, right? Even when the president is walking up to, you know, get his presidential nomination or whatever, they're playing a song, you know, when the concert you know, you're going to a concert and the artist is coming onto a stage, they're playing a song. You know, even when you're going to church and the pastor is about to get up on stage, they're playing a song. Music really moves your soul. It really stirs something up in you. There's sounds and music that can bring you to a place of joy. They can also bring you to a place of sadness and tears. So why not develop, I mean, most of us, or some of us have that playlist that you can play that brings you sadness and it reminds you of all the times that you were hurt. Um, for me, it used to be Mariah Carey songs. Like Mariah Carey would always make me feel sad and feel like, oh my gosh, I that guy broke my heart and I'll never have that guy. And so you you can sit on that playlist, but you should also make a playlist that makes you feel alive, that makes you feel happy, that makes you want to dance. Um, I was just at a birthday party and they played Bruno Mars. Like you can't listen to Bruno Mars without wanting to like shake your butt and get up and feel happy. So do those things. Garbage in, garbage out is number two. Really become aware of what you're allowing into your mind. Become aware of the thoughts that you're allowing to play in your head. So if you're going through a transitional phase in your life, if you're depressed, if you're sad, what are the things that you're saying to yourself? Most likely they sound like this. You're not good enough. You're stupid. I can't believe you said that. Um, of course he broke up with you. You're too fat. You're too ugly. You're too old. Um, you're not smart enough. Like, of course he did this. Like you're just constantly beating yourself up and you're being self-critical. So really become aware of the negative thoughts that are running through your head and even if you have to, sit down, make a list and write them down so that you can see how incredibly dark they are and then use the other side of the paper to flip them into the light and make them positive. So I am worthy. I am lovable. I am beautiful. I don't need to lose weight. I am perfect just the way I am. I love my body. I'm smart. Uh, you know, write down all the positive things about yourself. Another little small tip that I've been doing lately is doing video journals. Um, shout out to my coach, Gina Naknak, who told me that you should do a video journal and just record yourself speaking to yourself about how you're feeling and um, what you're thinking and say it out loud. And the more that you say it out loud, the more you process the things that you're saying and the things that you're thinking. 
some of us go to our friends, some of us go to our family members, and some of us go to a coach or a mentor. But I have I've found that a lot of people don't want to do that. A, for the fear of being criticized. B, for the fear of being told that your thoughts or your feelings aren't valid. Uh, C, you've probably told your friends and family the same thing over and over again. They're tired of hearing it from you, or you don't want that tough love, or they're not going to say the things that you want them to say. And so you risk the feeling of being hurt. And so you don't go to your friend or your um, family member. And some of my clients don't even come to me because they're afraid that I'm going to, you know, be disappointed in them because they didn't do the tools that I taught them. But honestly, we're all humans. We all fall from, you know, our normal routines and we all go back to our emotional home. And so um, be kind to yourself. Just really, it's awesome to think that you can actually read, like, you can actually talk to yourself and guide yourself out of the darkness. I was listening to another podcast. Um, I did a video on it on TikTok. If you're not following me on TikTok, make sure you do. It's at Pale Arasar. Um, and since you're watching me on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. I don't want to forget to say that. I always forget to say that <laughs> to subscribe to the channel. But I want to make sure that I do. So I was listening to this podcast on YouTube. It's called Diary of a CEO. And he had uh, the mindset doctor on there. And he talks about the brain and how it has the chimp brain and the human brain. And the chimp brain, he talks about how just is like our natural, you know, person that wants to tell us to like get angry and to like hurt people and revenge because it's like the chimp. It's the chimp that wants to be... Uh, what's the word? It wants to go back to like its natural thing to do. And naturally, as if you go back into the animal stages, there is all this like anger and competitiveness. And um, I want to get mine, you know, but you have to tell that chimp to calm down and to be like, you know, it's okay, we're going to figure it out. You know, I usually talk about how it's your inner child having that fit you know, it's having a tantrum, it's having a tantrum, and you need to calm that little child within you down. It's like when a little kid doesn't get their toy, they throw a huge tantrum. And we as adults, if we never learned how to self regulate, we tend to do the same thing. So just remember, guy go garbage in, garbage out, or good in, good out. Be aware of the thoughts that you are thinking and be aware of how you speak to yourself out loud. And that the doing the video journaling will help you start to analyze how you speak to yourself. And when you're in a better place, you can go back and watch those videos and you could say, wow, I really have improved. I really have grown and evolved and I really have changed. You know, because some of the times we think like, man, I, I haven't changed. I'm back to square one. But really, you have changed, you've improved. And every day that you take the time to implement new steps, you will improve. You will improve your life. I mean, every step forward is good. Yes, sometimes you take two steps back, but you would never know how the front, the the new steps look. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> You'll never know how it looks over there if, you know, you don't take any steps forward. Okay, so number three, we're on the seven steps, seven ways to improve your life. Number one was to make 
clear goals. Number two is to remember Geigo, garbage in, garbage out. Number three is reparent yourself. I talked a little bit about the chimp brain and how it wants to go back to nature and it wants to be um, aggressive and it wants to be competitive and it wants to, it's like the ego part of your brain. I also think of it as your inner child. If you grew up in a traumatic childhood, or if you grew up being told no all the time, or if you grew up um, never being heard, then you're, as your older self, you start to create these patterns where you get angry because somebody didn't listen to you, or you pout because you feel like no one's paying attention to what you're saying, or you throw tantrums, you know, because uh, things aren't going your way. Or you start to get scared or frightened or panicked because let's say, you know, your car window broke and you're like, I don't have the money to pay to replace my car window. And so you have this like emotional outburst. Well, that's not really you. It's it's your inner child, you know, stuck in its old limiting beliefs that you don't have enough to pay for that window replacement or that that person isn't listening to you and you're not good enough or Um, you know, it's all these old beliefs that have been implanted in you when you were a little child. So what I tell my clients is to take a deep breath in, take three deep breaths in, because it helps you to calm and get yourself back into the present moment. So let's do it right now. Let's take three breaths in. Hold it at the top. Release. Do it again. Hold it at the top. Release. Notice how my shoulders, when I was really in that anxious move, my shoulders were up, right? So pay attention to how your body feels. So when you're breathing in, hold it. When you're releasing, try to release all the muscles of your body, including your shoulders that usually hold the most tension. So once you've done those three breaths, I want you to take a moment to like close your eyes and to think about your inner child. I usually tell my clients to go back to when you felt the most pain, like four, five, eight, nine, 10, 11, or 13 years old. It depends on who you are and when you had the most trauma instilled in you. And I ask them to close their eyes and to go back to their childhood home or where they experienced the trauma and to Picture her, picture your younger self and to find her in the room. Is she crying? Is she sitting on the bed? Is she on the floor? Is she hiding in the closet? And then go find her and, you know, give her your hand and look at her in the eye, wipe away her tears and reassure her that everything is okay, that they are safe, that they are loved, that they are heard, that they are wanted and you know show them that they are safe now that you've created a beautiful home for them that they have plenty of money that they can have what they want that they make the decisions that they are living a good life they're surrounded by people they love like reassure her cuz that's all that little inner child in you that's having that tra- that trauma that tantrum that's having that outburst that emotional outburst that's all that little person wants within you if you're a mom and you're listening to this and you think about when your kids throw a tantrum in target or they're throwing a tantrum in their room and all they want to do is be heard they want to be heard. They, they want their feelings to be validated. They want comfort. They want to know that what they did isn't going to cause you to stop loving them. 
which reminds me, um, this weekend I had my nephews with me and one of my nephews, he hit me with his basketball. He like, I was playing with his brother and I believe because I was giving his brother so much attention and not him that he grabbed the basketball and threw it at my face and hit me right on the side of the cheek. Bam, it hit me and it hurt. And I turned around and I was like, I can't believe you did that. I was like, you don't do that. And um, I lowered my voice because I, I could tell that I like startled him. I was startled because I didn't even, wasn't aware that the ball was going to hit me in the face. And um, I said, you don't do that. You know, he's like, I'm sorry. And then he, he was like, I was going to ask you if I could have a popsicle. And I think he just said that to just change the subject because it made him feel uncomfortable that, you know, I had turned around and scorned him. So I went, I was like, sure, I'll give you a popsicle. And I went inside um, the, the refrigerator, grabbed him a popsicle. I came out and I gave it to him and I saw him walk away and like hide in the corner. And I could tell the energy shifted in the room because I still was talking to his brother. And so I called him over again and I said, um, I want you to know that you did hurt my feelings and I accept your apology and I want you to know that I'm not mad at you anymore and that I love you and that there's nothing that you can do to make me stop loving you. I was just hurt and mad at that moment, but it's over now and we're good. And sometimes we need to do that to ourselves because for some of us who didn't grow up with a conscientious parent or a parent who was aware of the energy in the room or how it affected the child after being, you know, scorned or yelled at or, or smacked, that little girl inside of you is still wanting that love, that compassion, that empathy, that understanding that that little kid made a mistake, but it didn't change their love for them, you know? I want you to do that for yourself. Maybe your parent or your father or your your step parent or the person you're guarding, your teacher, maybe they didn't make that clear. And so you have to reparent yourself and go back and tell that little girl or or boy inside of you and say, You are safe now. You are loved. You're okay. You you know, you made a mistake. You failed. And you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be like a broken windshield. It could be like, for example, you're going through a breakup. I know that when I went through my last breakup, I was mad at myself. I was mad at myself and I did a lot of like, I was angry at me because I was like, how could you not see the red flags? I was beating myself up because I felt like, oh, I read the books. I, you know, did the therapy. How could I not see the red flags? How, and I would call myself stupid. And I was so angry at myself. If I would have known to reparent myself, I would have gone back to that little girl and I would have been like, it's okay. You made a mistake. We all make mistakes, you know, but that doesn't define who you are. And failure is part of life. And that's okay. You failed at that, this relationship, but that doesn't mean you're going to fail again. Get up. Let's, you know, it's that you have to go back and talk to that little girl inside of you that is really self critical of the mistakes or the errors or the pain because that's what happens to us. We hit a wall, whether it's um, a failure or a mistake or a spilled milk, whatever it is, I'm being facetious, <laughs> you, you need to go back and tell that little girl, it's okay. 
It's okay. Everything is going to be okay. They need that reassurance. And some of us have a loving partner. Like I have a wonderful husband that I can go and talk to and cry to, but some of us don't. And I understand that. There's a lot of you who listen to my podcast who like are single and or you don't have that love or going through a divorce and you don't have that partner with you or you know you don't have a family member that you can really, really trust or a friend that you can really trust. So Again, going back to the video journaling, that would be really helpful for you. If you feel like you have no one that you can trust, you should be able to trust yourself, your higher self. So leave yourself a video journal and reparent that inner child within you so that she knows it's okay. Everything is going to work out and everything always does work out. All right. Number four, declutter. This is my favorite. I know some people don't like to be cleanly and tidy, but I do. And decluttering is actually um, a reflection of, people say that it's the your space is a reflection of your inner world. So if you are trying to improve your life um, after a transitional period, some of us go through depression and what happens when we're depressed, we don't want to do anything, right? We don't want to do the dishes. We don't want to do the laundry. Some of us don't even want to shower. Um, and I get that. Like I said in the beginning of the video, take your time to go through the grieving process and allow yourself to feel those emotions. But when you are ready, it's time to declutter. Declutter the kitchen, declutter the office, declutter your closets, clean out your car. Because when you clean the space, first of all, it's going to make you feel alive again because you see a project and you get it done. And so that makes you feel like I can complete something. I can do something and it's done. So you're going to declutter your office, your junk drawers, your closet. And it it's really like spiritual and it really is like um, a great um, way for you to declutter your mind. Because if you're sitting there in a mess, messy room or a messy kitchen and the, you see the dishes piling or you're driving in your car and the car is full of trash, you know, guess what happens to us? We start to play the shame game and we feel ashamed that we're dirty, that we haven't showered. We feel um, broken, right? We're like, what's wrong with me? And so we start to, again, go back to that negative self-talk, which doesn't help you in any way. So take the time to clean your house. And if you're so depressed and you cannot, you feel like you just don't have the energy, call a friend. I guarantee you, you have one friend that would love to come over and help you clean, put on some music and declutter your space because that will really, really help you improve your life. Okay, number five, improve your time management. Um, coming out of a dark space, you feel like your whole entire life is just completely different because... You haven't been really um, using your time wisely, right? You've been sleeping in, you've been laying on the couch, you've been just like, who cares about life? You're just trying to um, get your feelings right in order. But now that you're ready and you're like, okay, I really need to get my life back on track, I highly recommend to start scheduling out your days. Write down, okay, in the morning, I, I like to call my power of hour, my hour of power is like I wake up, I do my meditations, I do my affirmations, my mantras, um, I write in my gratitude journal, then I go for my two-mile walk or I, or I do a 30-minute workout in my home gym. That's my hour of power. And then after that, I make sure I clean the kitchen and I, I you know, I budget time for 
doing the house duties, for doing grocery store shopping, and then I budget time for writing in my book, and then I budget time for working on my business, like doing a podcast. So time management. Make sure that you are doing the most with your time. Um, For a while, I was in a deep depression, and it was hard for me to get out of bed. And so I wasn't waking up until 9 p.m., or I'm sorry, 9 a.m. And so I started realizing that if I woke up earlier, I could have way more time to get all these other things done. So just think about the time and how you're using it. Can you use more time? Can you wake up earlier to have more time? Can you go to sleep earlier so you could wake up earlier? Um, Because a lot of people say, well, I don't have time to work out or I don't have time to work on my gratitude journal. I don't have time to create a vision board. You have plenty of time. You just have to wake up earlier. And honestly, if you are a mom and you have a whole kids, a whole bunch of kids in the house, waking up earlier would be a blessing because you have that time for yourself where no one is bugging you, no one's saying, mom, 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 mom. Use that time to like wake up. Yeah, it's going to take a while before you get into that rhythm of like, oh, I'm waking up, I'm waking up earlier. And then you'll go to sleep earlier and so you'll have way more sleep. So time management is number five. Number six, expand your knowledge. Um, really get into the get into it. (laughs) I love reading. I love reading. I love watching YouTube videos. I love watching TikToks. I love learning new things. I love doing this stuff. It's why I have my own podcast. It's why I have my own YouTube channel because I know that I can only learn so much. I can only read so many books. So I love it when people are out there teaching me in small snippets like new ways to cook or new ways to improve my skin or new ways to uh, do subliminal affirmations. Like I love learning about, you know, the psychology and how the brain works or how the body works or how spirituality works. I love learning. Expand, expand, expand your knowledge base, especially if you have goals in your career, in your business. Like I just did two more Etsy listings in my shop, Fearless by Paola go to Etsy and go to my shop. And it took me two hours to just do two listings, but I watched YouTube videos. I learned about keywords. Like I'm constantly learning new things and I love it because I can tell that like I have so many different things that I can do and I love doing it. So if you're interested in guitar playing or drawing or podcasting, or if you're interested in just, you just want to read because you want to read or herbalism. There's so many things that are out there that you could easily get to. Like we don't, like back when I was growing up, we had to go to the library, get a library card, go to the freaking, um, I don't even know what it's called, but it had like all these little index cards. You had to figure out where the book was and then figure out where you can go and then rent it out. And then you only had a couple of days to have that book and then you had to return it. Now we have so much knowledge at the tips of our fingers. I just got a call from one of my clients who said, you know, I'm, I was really shaming myself for not finishing this book that I bought. And then I realized I can download it on Audible and I could listen to it while I'm folding my laundry. There's so many ways to in, like to acquire more knowledge. So you could acquire knowledge just because you want to acquire knowledge like I do, or you can acquire knowledge that's specifically based for your business, like for et- building your Etsy store or your real estate business, or if you're, you know, starting a new rental booth business or whatever it is. 
Someone out there has already done it. So get out there, expand your knowledge, hire the coach, hire the mentor. There's always somebody who's always done it like 10 steps ahead of you. So why waste your time trying to figure it out on your own and just hire a coach if you have the money to invest in yourself, then hire the coach, hire the mentor that's going to get you to that step. So that was number six, expand your knowledge. Um, And the last and not least, number seven, build a good support network. It's so important to surround yourself with positive people, motivated people, people who are inspiring, people who are doing the things that you want to do. Like really reach out to them and say, hey, I would love to take you out for a cup of coffee. I would love to pick your brain. Jack Canfield, this is one of his 21 success principles. He says, go out to become an ask hole, an ask hole, and just ask the questions like, how did you get there? How did you start your business? Like I started my Etsy store because a past client of mine, Tessa, um, was doing downloadables on Etsy and she pulled up to my house in a Mercedes Benz and I'm like, how did you do that? And I told her, I said, I would love to take you out if you, you know, teach me how to do. And of course, she loves me. So she's like, you don't have to take me out. Just I'll come over there and I'll teach you. She came to my house. We sat in my office. She taught me how to start an Etsy store, how to make a listing. And I have been growing my Etsy store because I asked the question. So if you are interested in becoming an author, if you're interested in starting a podcast, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, if you're interested in becoming a real estate agent, if you're interested in driving for Uber, like you know someone or you know someone who knows someone who's already doing it, become an asshole, get their phone number, send them a message on Facebook or TikTok and say, hey, I would love to pick your brain or do you have any resources or do you have anything that I should you know, try out? But really get yourself in front of a good network. If you want to change your life and improve your life, expand your network. You're never going to grow in the same environment that you stay in forever. Like, I don't understand how people think that they're going to grow with the same five friends. Like those people, if they haven't changed or or they're not learning, then you're not going to grow. So get yourself into a a new network of women, of friends, of people that are going to be inspiring and motivating you, people who are going to be supportive. Um, I had one client who, you know, something happened in her family and she went back to her family to get that support. And sometimes when our family is unhealed, They don't give you that love and that support and that validation that you need. And it kind of stung when she wanted their support. And I told her, I said, sometimes you really have to be careful with who you share things with. Because especially if you're starting a new business or if you're starting something new in your life and you're super excited about it and you go to your friends or your family and they're like, that's never going to happen or that's never going to work. It really does hurt you. And so then you kind of you know, retreat and you you go back to your old emotional home and you're like, never mind, I'm not going to do that. Like, so it's so important to have that support network that's going to motivate you and help you and, and be there to be your cheerleader and to be like, ah, way to go. You should keep doing that. That's amazing. So if you're looking for a support network, I have what is called the Fearless Power Group. It's for females only. Sorry, guys. Um, it's $99.97 a month, $100 a month to be a part of this group. And I do 
a monthly teaching and you get to talk to me whenever you want through Facebook chat. Um, and we have an incredible like group that has been together for almost two years now. We do masterminds and it's just an incredible group to be a part of. And everybody's from different areas. They're from Texas and from, uh, where do I have other people? <laughs> uh, Louisiana. I have people from everywhere and we get together on Zoom and we have these beautiful masterminds and we I teach them things that I'm learning and we get to talk to each other whenever we're, you know, we need something. I've helped some of them with their websites. Like, just it's all on Facebook chat. It's a face private Facebook group and it's $99.97. Um, if you're interested in that, I think the link will be in the chat in the what is it called? Not the chat. I'm sorry, in the comments. So, but yeah, if not my group, then find another group. Find a group that makes you feel alive again. Surround yourself with those people because we're all energy. And when you surround yourself with people who are vibrating high, who are in a great energy space you're going to vibrate high too. It's almost contagious. Like attracts like. Remember that. So, okay, those were your seven ways to improve your life. Let me do a recap before I finish this. Um, so number one was to set clear goals and make sure that you do it in your different categories. So health, wealth, business and career, and relationships. Number two is guy go, garbage in, garbage out. Become aware of the thoughts that you're thinking and the words that you're saying about yourself. And just try to fill your mind with beautiful affirmations, beautiful positive self-talk, and that will really help you get into a better place and it'll get you out of the darkness. And do a gratitude journal. That's great. Or video journal. Number three, reparent your inner child. Um, most of us need that. A lot of us didn't grow up with parents who were conscientious of our feelings. So make sure you to go back and reparent that little girl who's feeling hurt, who's feeling lost, who's feeling afraid. Uh, number four, declutter. Uh, clean that office. Clean your office. I mean, sorry. Clean your room. Clean your kitchen. Uh, declutter those closets. Um, clean that car. Make yourself a clean space. Remember, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you want to feel good, have a clean space. Who doesn't love a clean house? Number five, improve your time management. Look at ways in where you can add more hours to your day so that you can have time alone for self-care and self-improvement. Um, number six, expand your knowledge. Listen to books, audible books, watch documentaries, go on YouTube, um, learn, just learn. I, I love that people um, have knowledge at the tip of their fingers that we no longer have to like wait to go to school or wait for someone to tell us what we should be learning. Like at this point in time, whatever it is that you're interested in, you can actually look it up and learn so much about it for free online. Number seven is build a support network. Um, like I said, I have the Fearless Power Group that you can join. It's $99.97 a month. Um, it's an incredible group of women and we meet once a month and you have access to me via Facebook chat. But if you are still thinking like, I don't know if this is something that I want and you just want somebody to be one-on-one -on -one with you, I am a spiritual mentor and life coach and I would love to work with you. Um, I know that sometimes a transitional a transitional phase in your life, like going through a breakup or a depression or going through a giant betrayal, like in a divorce or losing your job, you feel lost and you feel like or seem like there's there's no way out of the darkness and you feel like no one understands and that you're uniquely special in your suffering and that 
you know, things will never get better, but I promise you they will. This too shall pass. Like every rainstorm passes and the sun comes up. And if you need that one person to help you hold an umbrella during the rain, then I would love to be your spiritual mentor and life coach. So if you're interested in that, um, the link is in the bio to set up your free discovery call. And like everything else, you should always interview who you're going to hire. So interview me. I might be the coach for you, and if I'm not, I would direct you to someone else that I feel fits more appropriately for what you're dealing with. I know a lot of grief coaches. I know a lot of uh, women who help with like success mindset or money trauma. I, I a slew of women that I can help you connect with. But yeah, interview somebody that you want to work with, and then watch their testimonials and see if this is the person that you want to connect with. So if it's not me. Find someone who is going to help you get through this dark period of your life and the transitional change. And trust me, there is so much light on the other side and you're going to experience such incredible highs. But life is life and you will experience incredible lows. And so if you're in your low, don't worry. Use these seven ways to improve your life and I promise you things will go up from here. All right, guys, thanks again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I am your host, Paola Rosser, and tune in next week when I will have a guest, I promise. And don't forget to subscribe and um, hit thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to me on the podcast, make sure to leave, leave me a review. I think I'm almost to 100 reviews, so I'm pretty excited. All right, see you next week. Bye. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser, and if you love this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a review. I read every single review, and I truly appreciate the time you spend writing it. If you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual mentor, you can book a free discovery call with me at www.fearlessfemale.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at fearlessfemale underscore coach. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Fearless Female or find me on TikTok. I'm under at Paola.Rosser. Tune in next week. Goodbye.